All right, everybody, welcome back to another Born Hunting podcast where it's born hunting all the time. Today, my guest is Josh Kirchner. Josh is a guy that um, I, I, we just spent like five minutes talking on the phone and I can already tell like he's a kindred spirit, man. I mean, I followed him on social for years and we'll, we'll give you his social information at the end of the show. But if, if you want to follow a guy that gives a lot of really good good advice. He's not a guy that's out there to thump his chest and 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 that sort of thing. I mean, he truly puts out videos both on his Instagram and YouTube that like they're seriously helpful to any archer, veteran archers. I mean, I've grabbed some stuff from him that I'm like, dang, I wasn't thinking about that. That makes a lot of sense. So he's a great guy. He's a family man. He's a hardcore hunter. Um, and thanks for taking the time to jump on with us, bud. No, oh, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, always, you, like I was saying earlier, you don't got to twist my arm to talk about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's it's not a horrible thing to have to sit down and spend an hour, hour and 15 minutes doing, talking about some stuff that we absolutely love. No, 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 it's uh, it's always a pleasure. You know, you get together with some guys that are um, like-minded individuals, and before you know it, you look at the you look at your watch, and two hours has passed, and you're oh. like, oh my gosh, where did time go? You know, <laughs> it's it's so true, though. I mean, um, I don't know if you know Clint Casper or not, but Clint and I did mm -hmm. a, a podcast. Um, I did one with him, and then he, I had him on this podcast, and like. I, I finally looked at my recorder and I was like, oh, dude, we got to shut this down because we are yeah. <laughs> we are well beyond where we're just – but um, it was all good information. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't really enjoy the ones that, that, that just sit around and talk about, you know. I mean, telling hunting stories is awesome, but that's for something like where you and I are sitting down. Like for this, I want it to be educational, informative, that sort of thing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in. Um, you know, it's – what I want to go to right away is, um, you know, we, you and I were just sitting here and, and a minute ago on the phone before we jumped on. And one of the things I want to talk about, I, I get so many questions asked um, as a bow hunter about my release, about which release I'm using. I mean, guys want it down to the exact which release I'm using, why I'm using it, why I'm using a hinge, why I'm using a thumb, why I'm using an index. And I know like paying attention to your social, watching you, you, I've seen you shoot like me just about everything, but it seems like right now, man, you're shooting an index and it seems like you're, you're, you're on fire with it. Um, I love your methodology, your methodology behind how you're going about the shot execution. So yeah, man, just, just talk a little bit about kind of that, that release progression and, um, and then we'll just see where that leads us. Yeah. So when I, I, th I, I think, and I think this is the most common route that, that people take is like they, you know, you go out and you get a bow and you get a release and the first release you get is an index style release. It's like the most, almost always. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Because it's, I mean, it translates the best, right? Like if you've shot, especially if you're coming from like rifle hunting or something like that, if you've, you're used to doing that, well, this is the same thing. It's a trigger, right? Pull the, pull the bow back, pull the trigger, arrow goes down to, to the target. So that's what I did, and like most people, and I think this is where um, the things kind of go down the tubes a little bit um, with the index, is that people go and they grab that off the shelf, um, and then they just start using it, but they don't have anyone actually properly teach them how to use that thing. Absolutely and agree. It, yeah, and so for me, you know, that's what I did, and and. Uh, you know, come to find out, oh, now uh, you're you're kind of building these bad habits that you don't even know about. You know what I mean? Like you do something so many times in a row 
and you develop these um these these patterns that you, you you that are invisible to you almost if that makes sense absolutely um and um and then you're all of a sudden i can remember it to this day dude like the first time i ever uh panicked Mm-hmm. I can index. too. I think most bow hunters can. <laughs> and yeah, and it was it was and what it was uh, was so my issue. Now there there's like we could go off on the deep end on target panic, but like oh, there's man. several, yeah, there's several forms of target panic, and the one that I had was anticipation. I was I would anticipate when the shot would go off, so. I was almost timing it in my mind, and if if you uh, a great example is it of this is, is if someone's behind a rifle and they forget that the safety is on or the there's not a round in the chamber and they pull the trigger, if they flinch, yeah, that and there's flinch, that little that's, jerk. That's, yep, exactly yeah, right. You're anticipating a shot. Well, I was doing that with a bow, and it would cause me even at 20 yards to like completely miss the target. And Absolutely. I have the whole, I have the chips in my brick wall in the backyard to prove it. <laughs> okay. I, so I, I remember, totally know where, oh man. Yeah. You're, yeah. So I remember, I, I remember the first time that happened and it was so striking to me. I was like, holy crap. What, like, what was that? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to mitigate things the issues that i knew about i i went and saw like i have a really good pro shop here in arizona ross outdoors that i hang out at a lot and those guys are, have been so helpful in terms of like technique and everything like that but some things that are ingrained in your mind are so hard to break um and because if you don't know you're doing something that means you're doing it very naturally exactly and 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 i I don't want to interrupt you but one thing i just i I read this the other day and i think there's a lot of truth to it and that's that uh, a habit you know a habit that we develop whether we develop it consciously or 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 without our knowing right we just develop a habit because that's what we're constantly doing if we try to step out of that it takes 21 days to break that habit that's in, that's amazing. I mean, that's three that's... weeks, and that and that's with that's with repeatability. That's what this guy was saying. Like, and that's reminding yourself, like, nope, you don't do it this way anymore. You now do it this way. Said so it would take twenty one days to to do that. But I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought that was an interesting fact because I translate everything back to hunting ninety nine percent of the time. And I was like, man, that's so true in so many things. But keep, keep going, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's spot on, man. So I. So I came down, uh, I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I, I like, I was, I couldn't, I could only get so far with the index and I, I felt myself like flinching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to change the entire process. So I went and like I should have did from the beginning, I went down and I was like, I got a thumb release off the shelf and I was like, show me how to use this. Um, and the guy that I, the guy that I was talking to, like, he's a, he's a pro archer. Like he is on the tour and everything like that. Sure. Like very trust is trust his word a lot. And he showed me from top to bottom how to use that thumb release. And to this day, I have never pressed the button on a thumb release intentionally. That's awesome. Um, I cannot and, say and the same. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and that's, I've that, hammered and a couple. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's and, and and you can do it with that too, man. Like it all comes down to like it, like that's what most people do. They could buy a thumb release and they pull it back and they press the button. Like exactly, it's easy peasy, right? Yep. Well, you're doing the same exact thing. So so I learned how to shoot a surprise shot with that thumb release. And there's several ways that I went through experimenting, and learning how to do that. I pulled through the shot. 
kind of ran into some issues with that because when you're pulling especially with these newer bows we have such hard back walls yeah like you're pulling you're pulling into nothing and then you you create this like unnecessary shake yep so so what i started doing was i started relaxing and i would relax my index finger Mm -hmm. which would cause a natural rotation and then the thumb button would run into my thumb yep so i was like oh cool uh that kind of sounds like a hinge i'm gonna mess around with a hinge a little bit now Right, and the thumb the thumb release worked out great for hunting. I I, I did well with that in the field, um, made some really great shots. Um, but then I you know curiosity got me, and I wanted to try out a hinge. I was like, let's go full bore, man. I want to try Absolutely. out a hinge. So I did that, and I remember you and I chatted about this a little bit. <laughs> it was like, like a couple of years ago, I think, when you hit me up and you're like, "Oh, hinge is the best." <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I did, I did, because I was pro. I, I mean, and I still am to a degree, but we'll get into that. But I, I was very at that point. I think it was one of the first times I ever reached out to you. I was like, I, I can't even remember what it was, but I was so like, man, if it's not a hinge for for everything, you know, it's 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 wrong. You know, I mean, not wrong, but like for me, it just it changed so much for me. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, you know where where we're going with this, so I'll, I'll leave it, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, uh, switched over to a hinge. Um, and the issue that I had with the hinge, I had two issues with it. And one is the one that you reached out to me on. Um, I was getting wonky arrow flight for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly why I was probably, um, I probably, maybe I needed to make some adjustments to the half moon or something like that to get it to break sooner or whatever, but I wasn't getting good arrow flight. And then I would switch over to a thumb button and I would like, and when I was doing this, what I mean by this is I was bear shaft tuning. Yep. And with a bear shaft with a hinge, I mean, the arrow was just like dancing down towards the target, but with a thumb, it was, it was dead nuts with, with a fletched arrow. Yep. So, um, and then in the field, the, the issue I had in the field that I mentioned to you earlier was I was predator calling for bears and I hand call. So I don't have an, I don't use it like an electronic caller, which is definitely like smarter probably, yeah. but I just, I, I, I just, <laughs> well, I there's like something to call. use a hand call. It's a little more genuine. I still do it for coyotes. Like it's just it's a little instrument. more, yeah, it's just a little more part of the hunt. I mean, I love calling games. So like when I turn on a recorder, there's kind of a lack of, I don't know. I just don't get that same vibe when, when something comes, comes in, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and I talked to an old timer and not, he, he would probably smack me if I call, call him an old timer, <laughs> but uh, a seasoned bear hunter in Arizona. And he was, he like fully believes that like bears, um, the, like people call bears in with electronic calls. We're getting off on a tangent here. Sorry, buddy. No, you're good. Uh, it's, 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 this is why I love podcasts, man. Cause we don't know where we're going to go. We'll come back. It'll bring it back to releases. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the bears, so he fully believes that the bears, um, especially the older ones, uh, they notice that there's a loop, right? So mm-hmm. like there's a loop, there's a loop on an electronic call Yep. with a hand call. You can play it like an instrument and really like, inject emotion into that and um in my opinion and you know just from my experience like i've called in way more bears with hand calls than i have ever with an electronic call when i was out with my friends and they were using their electronic calls that's really cool. and so i so i think there's something to that but anyways i'm sitting there predator calling with one hand on the call right right and then my other hand has my bow (laughs) and the call is in the hand with my hinge mm-hmm. and I'm like the hinge is clanking on the call 
And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? What if one of these things runs out at me? Yeah. And I need to like think about. You have to think about putting a hinge on a D loop, in my opinion. Like you do, my, you do my have experience. to. Um, rather than like an index or even some thumbs, it's like just kind of you can just do it quick. Yeah, and some of those thumbs um, you can just clip on there too. Leave, you know, clip it on the D loop and leave it leave it hang. Right, and that's what I would normally do with a thumb. Right, <laughs> like I would let it let it hang on the D right, loop. Right, ready to rock. I'm calling. Let's do it. You know, uh, so so that right there made me made me be like, you know what, I'm going to go back to a thumb. So then I went back to a thumb because it was more practical for hunting. And that's what all of this boils down to for me. Like, what is the most I'm a bow hunter. Like, that's like I'm not like I, I, I respect uh, target archers 100 percent. I oh, think absolutely. all bow hunters, all bow hunters have a lot to learn from them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like, could, these I guys totally are, agree. Yeah, they're, you're, when you're paid to hit a dime. Like, you, you know something about accuracy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Um, so so I go back to a thumb. And then, <laughs> like, so I had a certain thumb release, and I won't mention the exact one, but basically the tooth on it, the caliper right there, there's a groove that this tooth sits in. Okay. And I would go through, I would go through D-loops. I'd probably go through three D-loops a year. Yep, because they do chew with, them up. I totally yep. agree. Yep. So... Um, D loop was spraying and I, and I looked down at it and I was like, wow, this is what this thing's probably going to break. Uh, well, I pulled back in half midway in mid draw, uh, popped myself in the tooth with my thumb release, the, the peg, the peg breaks all my teeth in the front of my mouth. And I didn't even know I like, I felt something in my mouth and I like, had, I spit my teeth out on the ground and my buddy, my buddy looks at me. He's like, holy it's, crap, dude. It's not funny, but it's, it's horrible. Like that's, it's, it's horrible. That's horrible. Dude, I know it. So like, um, what, so what ended up happening was the D loop did not break for the record. Okay. Right. It didn't break, but it slipped through the, the, that groove. the, 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 the tooth of the release Okay. and the body of the release. It slipped through that. So um, I go to the dentist that day, get that all rebuilt, uh, shooting a bow again that evening. But the decision I made from that point on yep. is I was like, I'm using an index. And I'm going to learn how to use this dang thing. Mm -hmm. And and something that you said on the phone earlier really rang true uh, and runs parallel with my experience was what happened, what had to happen there was I had to like break my, my mind is what had to happen totally. with from the first experience with index style releases all the way until I decided to go back to an index style release. All that meat in between gave me the tools to successfully go back to an index because I had the mind control to do it at That's that right. point. That's right. So so I I went back to an index and I, because I was like, you know what? This is more practical. I don't have to worry about losing it. It's on my wrist. Yep. I can connect it quick to the D loop. And you know what? If I have to, still haven't done this, okay? But if I have to, I can smash that trigger if I need to, if I need to put an arrow through a gap. It, they, you know, and it's true. I mean, I laugh about it now, but it's 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 true because it, the, the, these animals that we're, that, that we're all bow hunting, I mean, they're so unpredictable. They're so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. They're so wild. And there have been times where I need that arrow to go. Like, I need it to go... Yep. I need to go right now. And that's something, the video that you did, um, I can't remember. I think I watched the first part on Instagram and maybe then went to YouTube. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But you did a really informative video. And, and, and 
we'll, we'll put the link to that video up, um, but about how you can, you know, even even with an index finger, which, which like you said, it's, it's a trigger activated release. And if you want to, boom, you can make it go whenever you want to make it go. But you have a process of which you can really slow it down. And I'm not talking slowing it down as far as travel intention. Um, those are two, I'm talking about, you know, how you slow your process down based on your execution. But then if you need to, you can go through the same process, speed it up, speed it up, boom, and the shot's going to break. Um, yep. And that's something that turned me on going back to switching, you know, a little bit back from my hinge, which I was absolutely sold on. Like I, I was just like, it's hinge or nothing. Like we were talking about it earlier and until you miss 170 inch whitetail because <laughs> you're, 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 you, 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 something you said would never happen happened. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. But, uh, um, but, but, you know, talk a little bit about that too, in, in, in terms of, you know, coming back and being able to, you, you've mastered your mind. You're no longer, you, the anticipation of everything is now gone and because in, in my opinion, at least for me, um, that anticipation is gone because of time spent behind a thumb, shooting that thumb pr appropriately, you know, and, and, and then time behind a hinge. For me, it was a lot different. I didn't have the anticipation of anticipating the shot. Mine was, I got such bad target panic that if, my, if the animal was 20 yards and my green pin hit hair, whether it was high on its back or low on its belly, I couldn't stop myself. So I guess it was a form of anticipation, but I just, I wanted that arrow to be gone. I did, I just wanted mm -hmm. it to be over. I wanted it to be gone. And so that's why I went to a hinge because it, it just, and I set that hinge so heavy at the start because I just wanted to force myself to yep. let that pin flow, aim, 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 aim until the shot broke. And I mean, after thousands and thousands of arrows, I'm now able to go back, throw on a wrist strap and it's almost like I can't punch the, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can, I know I can punch the trigger, but like we talked about those habits earlier. Now it's so ingrained in me to continue to use the same process and you can, and you can engage a trigger th through back tension. I mean, you can do that. Yep. You can do it with fingerprint. There's all kinds of ways, but yeah, man, that's, it's just really, really, really cool. But, but talk a little bit about your, your execution and how you're using that index finger appropriately. Yeah, so what all of this all like comes down to no matter what release it is, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's all the, it, some people might get mad at me for this. It's all the same stuff. Agreed. It's, so they can get it, mad at it me doesn't too. matter. <laughs> yes, it doesn't matter. Like you, what it really comes down to is you 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 are aiming and not stopping aiming until that arrow's in the target. Yes. That's 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 the process, right? Yep. So once I got that clicked in my head, um, it was easy to, to sit on my shot with, with, with an index, and that's what you need to do uh, in order to, to do what I'm about to say. So how I use an index R release, um, the way that was taught to me, which same guy that taught me how to use the thumb, um, I, uh, you can't do this with just any index release, unfortunately. You, you need a, a certain kind, and th there's a couple of features that, that need to be uh, there in order for you to do this. And that one is you need a, a web-style uh, index release, um, one that you, can, that you can shorten quite a bit. Um, and what I'm talking about is where the trigger is, uh, where it connects to the wrist strap, 
Yep. That needs to be short. Yep. Right. You need to be able to shorten that up. And then you also need to need to have the ability to set the trigger like pretty dang heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to help with that like fidgetiness, you know, what, that you sometimes get, you know, like, oh, I don't want it to go off. You know what I mean? Like a lot yep. of the index releases on the market, dude, are like just like you breathe on them and the dang oh, thing fire. They're scary when they come out of the package. And like that's something else that I, you know, you alluded to this earlier and I thought this is a good time to kind of interject it because you alluded to it earlier. And I think one of the biggest, you said, you know, you said spot on most of the time when a guy or a gal or a kid or anybody starts bow hunting, you know, it's, it's the index finger. It's just, you know, slap it on my wrist and it's good to go. But mm-hmm. you need to understand like manufacturers now have taken these releases so far. The technology in them is so much that you need to understand what that release can do. Not just that it has a trigger, but that that trigger pressure can be adjusted, that the length can be adjusted, that the straps can be adjusted. There's so many adjustments that can be made. And it's it's it can be a little bit intimidating. I mean, even reading the directions, but if you go to a good pro shop, like what you're talking about, those guys will sit you mm-hmm. down and take you through it and get it set appropriately for you too. So, you know, just being able to take advantage of those things. But yeah, man, keep rolling. Yeah, so... Once you, once you get all that, um, you want to be, the goal here is you want to be able to wrap your index finger like totally around the trigger and like dig into that thing, which is why you need to have that trigger set heavy because you don't want the trigger to break prematurely. Right. right. So, so I'll come, come to full draw, wrap my finger around and I wrap it so far that I can't move it. Okay, so yeah, I I've take noticed that in your my, videos. I'm like, he can't move I, that finger. Yeah, yeah, so I take, I use, and so I use several different anchor points in order to do that. Like, so I'm, I'm doing like the classic, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, first knuckle behind the below the earlobe yeah. type of deal, <laughs> like that, that type of that type of stuff. But also, yeah. I take the my tip of my index finger and I touch the bottom of the release the bottom of the of the where the trigger is mm-hmm. on that that like body right there yep. and then i take my middle finger <clears throat> and there's a screw and this isn't like consistent on all releases i'm just telling you what i what i do for but you got it you're mentioning that you have a system and that's another thing you yeah. you got to have a system you have to have a shot process yeah and it, and because all of this like accuracy is just about uh, being able to do the same thing every single time the same way yep so 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 the more that you can like cut the fat on that and like have these little things i feel like the more consistent you're going to be so these are just things that i do so i also take my middle finger and i put it on the screw of my wrist strap so i know that my hand is in the same exact position every single time so from there you know it's normal stuff it's it's anchor bubble you know what i mean focus on the target um and then when i start going through my shot process i've messed around with both methods and what i mean by both methods is one you're either going to, when people talk about indexes, like firing an index the proper way, you're going to hear people talk about pulling. And then you're going to hear, I haven't really heard a whole lot of people talk about what I'm, how I do it, but we're relaxing. I, I haven't um, either. And that's what intrigued me about it too. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So um, pulling is pretty self-explanatory. You, you know, you have your finger wrapped around that trigger real heavy and tight. And you aim and you, you know, you do what you would do with a thumb or with a hinge and you start bringing your elbow behind your head, right? Like you start pulling through the shot that engages the trigger, your shot breaks. What I do is 
because of the shake that I mentioned earlier, when you start, when we're talking about back walls and how hard they are, yes, I, you get the same thing with an index. It, you know what I mean? So yep. I'm like, dang it, dude. Like I, that doesn't make sense to me why that would be more accurate if my pin is like dancing around on the target. So relaxing though, the pin doesn't move n any more than it would normally would the normal float. Right. That you the have, normal right? float. Yep. So I'm anchored and then I start, I start relaxing my wrist and my hand. Like you with would with the keeping, hinge. Relaxing right, exactly. the wrist. Yep, exactly. And what I do, when you relax that, your hand goes from tense and it collapses and it, be, and it makes it a little, um, a little thinner. If, does that make sense? The, totally the diameter sense. of your hand, which then when you're, you're holding a bow back, right? So you're, you already have this natural back tension. With that paired with the relaxing, that causes the wrist strap to to to, to inch up a little bit, and it and it squeaks up, and then yep. it, so that trigger runs right into your index finger. Yep. And so so that is that's how it's a surprise shot every single time. Um, since I learned how to do that, same thing with the thumb. I've never intentionally moved my finger to 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 uh, break that trigger. Um, and if you need to do it quicker, which I've needed to do that, all you do is you just do that process faster, faster, just relax yep. it faster. That's yep. all you, that's all you do. Yep. So. No, man, that's, that's super cool. And it's just such, such good information because, you know, I, I was kind of anti-index for a while and, mm -hmm. uh, and it, I, I kind of went through the same thing as you. I just, it, it just, there was things about a hinge and hunting that weren't practical for me. I mean, it was really, mm -hmm. it's really, really cool to shoot one. I still feel like, I mean, I love the feel of, of, of a heavy brass handle in my hands and I love how they function. I love the whole process, but like when you're in the field and like I said, it, it ended up costing me, uh, it ended up costing me a, a great deer. Um, so going back to the index finger, I found that, you know, I can still execute a surprise release. I can still be extremely accurate and, and, and still have really, really, really good success. Um, but like, I would encourage people that, you know, one of the reasons I want to talk about releases is because, you know, you, I, I, I have a, I have lots of people that I know in this industry is same as you. And, and I'll see people just cycle through releases like, they're testing out different sodas to find out which one is going to be their go-to man. Like, it's like, nope, 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 nope. And like, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've got buddies that have thousands. I'm like, dude, what are you going to do with all these? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Did you find one you like? Not really. Well, I mean, I mean there, there comes a point in time, like it's okay to try different stuff. It's okay to get a few, but like if, the release is not just the mechanical device. It is a release is a mechanical device. It's not going to fix your target panic. I don't care. No. I mean, it, that release itself is not going to, you have to address the fact that one, you have target panic Two, that's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Right. Some of the best archers in the world have had target panic and had bouts with it and still battle it. And mm -hmm. three, if you take steps to, to, to actually, remedy that target panic, that's when you're going to find success. That's when you're going to go to the field and you're going to make a shot that wasn't an accident. And you can make that mm -hmm. shot that you're, that you're like, 
it's not like, oh, thank God it hit him there. It just, it's like, nope. It's, <laughs> you know, because I'm speaking from experience here. I'm not call, I'll throw myself under the bus. I mean, there's so many animals that there's some hanging in here right now that I'm looking and I'm like, I don't deserve you because I hit you in the femoral artery and I shouldn't have. And I don't deserve you because I hit yeah. you high spine and you uh, broke yeah. your shoulder and head. I mean, but but I think as a progression of an archer, one of the things that that, that is made this makes that 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 sport and, and, and hunting with a bow and archery equipment so awesome to me is that now I, I because I have control over my shot process because I have control over as much as I as I can control and I can execute efficiently and it just feels so much better. And am I saying you're not going to lose an animal ever again? No. Am I saying you're never going to miss again? No. It's like golf, man. I just don't, you're never going to be perfect 100% at it, but you can get a lot better if you're willing to identify that you have some issues and then take steps to remedy those issues. There's so much good information. Your information's awesome. There's all kinds of stuff on YouTube. I mean, but that's, it's just something that I wanted to dive into because I really feel like, you know, a lot of guys are really interested in releases. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty, it's, it's a cool topic. But I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, they all do the, I mean, they all do the same thing and the process can be extremely similar. Yeah. It's, um, you know what I think that is, man, is like people are, and I like, I mean, no, like seriously, no disrespect to anybody. No, and that's, I'm throwing myself, like I said, I'm throwing myself, I've been through these growing pains. That's yeah. But, (laughs) but what it is, is, is people are looking for a quick fix. Absolutely. And, and that's not, I mean, that'll make, that might make you feel good for a day or something like that. Oh man, this, this, you know, new hinge is sweet or whatever, like, yep. cause it's got some cool features on it or anything like that, but that doesn't like help out your, your, uh, your issue and taking things on, he- taking things head on, yep. you know, because all of them let go of the D loop. That's all they do. That's all they do, man. <laughs> it's a mechanical device. It's a mechanical yeah, device. It's, a... It, it's Yeah. You're going to spend so, thousands so, of dollars looking oh, yeah, for, no, looking like, for a, a Harry Potter's magic wand and none of them are. And it's yeah. Not. It's uh, so, I mean, I think a better option instead of buying, you know, spending, you know, a thousand dollars on a couple of releases is go get a coach. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, and, and get some like really targeted coaching and mm-hmm. that, that I still do that, dude. Like, so do I, I, you know, I have I mean? an archery you, coach too. I, Yostin yeah. Perkins killer is, is my, is my archery coach go-to guru, man. And that, that man can flat shoot a bow. And I, I mean, I'll go to him still with stuff like, cause I'm not, and that's another thing I think we get, you know, as, as bow hunters, a lot of times we get very prideful, you know, we want it to oh, yeah. be, you know, this is about me and about this. Like if when I'm, when I'm struggling, I, I, I call Yosti and he's like, all right, go out, have your wife film you. All right, here's, mm-hmm. here's, here's what you're doing. You know, here's some tips, here's some things. And, and I think that's really, I think that's really important because this, this sport, I've seen a lot of people start into it and have a lot of fun and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, that's the thing. Like it's not, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be, I can't even put my pin on a target anymore. That's an atrociously awful feeling. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be fun. And I've seen people just completely lay the bow down and, and sell everything and be like, I just can't, I don't, it's not fun for me anymore. And it doesn't, it's just like anything else in life. It doesn't have to go that way. I mean, if you, like no. you said, man, get some good coaching and, 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 and recognize that, 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 that there's, you know, moves you can make to better yourself, it, it, it'll save you so much time and truthfully it save you money. 
Oh, 100%, dude. I think, like, I mean, that's like a parallel movement from just hunting in general, right? Like, right. I feel like a lot of guys and gals um, are, like, you know, they want, like, the secret spot, you know? Yep. And it's like, well, what, I mean, if you don't know how to use the spot, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, what no, it's true. It? So, so it's like maybe what you should do instead of trying to, like, find out where other people are hunting and having success is, like, you know, go and read a book about mule deer or something like that, you know, to like learn about the animal that you're hunting and, and, and learn about the plants that they're eating and just all of that. Like, it's like, you know, that's all the stuff I think that doesn't get looked at, you know, like, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and then that's particularly true with black bears. Like we talked about bears a little bit earlier, but like people, you know, you're going to learn more about plants than you ever wanted to learn about if you're going to be a dedicated bear hunter. So, so let's, 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 let's switch gears to that for a minute. You know, I mean, we're jumping from releases to black bears, which is, it's freaking awesome in my opinion, but Hey, <laughs> um, but we're jumping from releases to black bears because you know, when we were talking about when, when, when I watch a lot of your videos and stuff like that, I mean, you are a student of the game and that's something I really respect about you. Cause I, I consider myself a student of the game. I mean, I didn't, I'm the only bow hunter you know, my son, of course, now is, or both my sons are, but up until me and the Bajerman family line, there was no hunting. <laughs> there was no, you know, there was no bow hunting. There was no hunting, period. So my learning curve was was steep, and a lot of it was from the School of Hard Knocks and things. So I know you're a student of the game, and, and you said something here that I want to talk about because I used this to be, the, this is how I killed three bulls this year. I mean, what you said. Um, and it's something that's not talked about. Um, but talk a little bit about bears and why, like you said something about the plants and those sort of things and about food sources and things. I mean, we, we dub it as food sources, right? But mm-hmm. what does that mean? You know, a lot of times, I mean, so, what... <laughs> yeah. So like the, the, the thing with bear, bears are married to their stomachs. Like that is, I mean, it, like they eat like all day long, they yep. eat and sleep. Or, yeah. And then during breeding season, they do that, right? But, like, so you, the, the hard part about that, <clears throat> particularly, I think it's even more particular in the, like, uh, important in the fall. Um, but you need to know where they are going to be before they are there, which means that you need to keep tabs on food sources and know what food sources in the country that you're hunting ripen at certain times of the year, right? So like here in Arizona, like this is where I'm from, right? So fall, um, early fall, these bears are gonna be eating things like scrub oak acorns and prickly pear fruit, stuff like that, manzanita berries. Um, The hard part about all that is not all that stuff is just always there, okay? Mm -hmm. So like you might have one year where like, you know, like, for instance, like, acorn reproduction is heavily dependent on winter rains, okay? If you don't, if you have, like, a dry winter and your acorn crop is, you know, non-existent, it probably doesn't do you any good to go hunting acorns because they're not there. Yep. Like, they literally will not, like, I've had, like, spots where I've seen 20-plus bears or whatever in one little canyon. And, that like, wow. because it was loaded with, a- because it was loaded yeah, with acorns, the but then, like, the following... Yeah, the the following year there's not one. 
Yeah. So it's like you can't have like, oh yeah, I killed a bear here last year. I mean, there's going to be another one there this year. That's not that's not true. Which is one of the hardest things about bear hunting, in my opinion. So you have to because you 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 have to actually go out and look at these plants in person to see how they're doing. Is there an acorn crop this year? How are the prickly the prickly pear fruits doing? You know what I mean? Like yes. how's the how's the gambolo acorns doing? Is there manzanita berries? Like what what elevation are these occurring at right now? Because sometimes like depending on rainfall, sometimes you know things are a little behind. Like generally manzanita berries are an early fall food. However, I've seen manzanita berries ripen in October, which is 3 months wow. late. Yep. Yep. So like if you don't know that stuff, you're you you're you're not gonna find them. Um, so that's what I mean by like you're gonna learn more about plants than you ever wanted to. And I've had a I have a friend, he's a like a really good guide here in Arizona. He's identified over seventy different food sources for black bears here. That's crazy. So, so like seventy? Yeah. I was I was thinking like ten. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I mean they're... ten, fifteen, but seventy different food sources, that's that's bananas, but like that's a guy that's spending a lot of time a lot of time in the field and, 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 oh. and spending a lot of time around bears. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it, that's, that's the hardest part about all that. And you, and so you need to, what do you need to do? You need to do things like Google, you know, gamble Oak trees and like learn when, <laughs> like no, what it's, they look like. It's when not they, silly. When... It's so true, man. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. so true. Like people ask me, like when I go, um, when I'm scouting for bears, I, I, what I'm usually doing is I'm not looking for the animal because uh, they're not there yet. I'm looking for the food. Yep. It, so I go and I'm like, be. right, exactly. So you need to, you need to, and you know what? Sometimes your favorite spot, um, might not just produce. It might they might not produce food that year. Right. Even though even though like ten miles away that same food source is thriving. Yep. So like that's that's the hard part, man. That and that's what's that's what intrigues me so much about them. It's kinda like it's kinda runs in tandem with bow hunting. Like it's like one of those things where like like you're never gonna I, I like I'm a full believer. Like I just don't think you're just gonna you're gonna master bow hunting. You know, like there's so many variables. <laughs> like there's it doesn't a couple. matter. Like there are a couple of variables. There's a little bit, right? Like yeah. so many things can go wrong. Like this oh. past early this past season, um I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent. No, again, no, buddy, no, no. Go ahead, man. I love it. This uh this past early archery season, like I I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I, I kinda walked into it a little cocky. You know, I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. You know what I mean? Like I had two mule deer tags yep. and, and I walked into those hunts and mother nature just went, yeah, I'm going to, I need to, I'm going to bring you back down to zero right now. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. You know, and like, yeah, she's put I me missed... in my place a time or 10 too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I missed three bucks. I, I didn't, I didn't fill my tags this year. Yeah, my mule deer tags, yep. you know, and it's, and, and that's I, you kind know of what? a rarity for you, honestly, like you're, you're, you're a guy that's, I mean, you know, I hate to use the, I mean, I don't hate to use the word because you are, you're a killer. I mean, you're, you're a guy that goes out and consistently, you're one of the guys I look at and it's like, that guy's always getting it done. He's, 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 you know, he's consistent as the day is long, but it, it, it happens. It's, it's just it one bad break, man, or one, one, one error or one, it just, it, it it's like you said, it's the difference between a filled tag and an unfilled tag. Yeah. And you know, the thing I look back on that though, man. And like, um, 
I'm glad it happened because obviously I had some holes, right? Sure. Like we all, we all have our issues, yep. you know? And so the first thing I did, like one of the things I noticed, right? Like, okay. So like super steep angles at long distance. Okay. I didn't have confidence in my setup after the season with that scenario. Sure. So what, so what I did was the first thing I did when I got home, I was home like two days and I I'm told my wife, I'm driving back up North because I'm going to go find a, a, a steep hillside. I'm going to set a target up and we're, I'm just going to rep 80 yards over and over again. Yep. Be, because I'm like, you need to, like, it was more of a mind thing for me. Right. It's like, Absolutely. okay, I need to see, is this me? Like, did I just screw up? Because if that's the case, that's fine. Right. But if it's or an equipment issue, it, yeah. Right. Then that's something I can fix. Sure. Right. Like we can fix that on the spot. And it, you know, it was me. I shot great. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, it love was 100% that. I love me. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, my third axis was totally, totally screwed. No, oh, no, no, awesome. no. It was me, dude. It was me. It was, it was but 100% that's, me. But that's really cool too. I mean, it just, it just goes, it's like, it's such a humbling humbling thing it really is it really yeah, is yeah. man it yeah it, I, and i think how you handle that is is real important right like you could you could like some guys you're mentioning you know that like how you know they throw in the towel or like oh, absolutely. Well, instead of like instead of thinking about like you know sitting there and like wallowing in your tears like why don't we sit here and think about how we can not make that happen next time yep, yep. right yeah so it's, yeah it's so true and and how to get to it next time because you know, I think everybody's been there to a degree. And I think a lot of times it's how you come back from those things that, that, yep. you know, people are so worried that like, you know, that this is, you know, not feeling my tags for the season is going to define me as a book. It's just not going to, that's, that's, that's insane. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's how you come back from things. It's the work you put into, you know, making sure that that doesn't happen again to the best of your ability, even though you know, it will at some point. I mean, like I said, man, I was, you talk about cocky. I mean, I got to a point with my hinge where, I mean, I was like cracking jokes with my buddies about like, man, I was drawn back and I just started smiling, you know, because I, I mean, it's <laughs> over, you know, oh, the dumbest thing I could have ever said in my life. I mean, just so stupid. Yeah. And then, you know, I go to crouch down in my tree stand and let my wrist rotate and boom, I mean, I don't, I, to this day, I don't know where that arrow went. I just know it wasn't sticking in anywhere in the body of a 170 inch whitetail. Um, yeah. but it's somewhere out there, but I mean, we get like that in, the, in, but, but it, it, that definitely brought me back down to reality and it, and it caused me to realize the fact that like, oh man, you know, I almost had an issue with my hinge when, when I, I killed my big, my, you know, my once in a lifetime bighorn here, you know, in 2021. And that, the only issue with that was, is I was crawling and I was crawling and I was setting my hinge out in front of me. Mm -hmm. And then I went to kind of move to my left a little bit to glass down where the, where these rams were. And I looked back and I swear, I mean, it's like my hinge was gone. Oh my God. And I'm like, <sighs> oh dude, it was, it was the, you know, those nightmares that you have where you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh, thank God that wasn't real. Thank God it was a dream. This was real and it felt like that. It was just like, and, and there was one, thank God he was a smaller ram that I wasn't going to shoot because I could have shot him. And I'm, I, dude, I'm watching the ram and slapping the ground and feeling around for a silver release that should be shining. And like, 
And, but I had, I had moved to my left more than I thought it was out of arm's reach. And there was a Mm -hmm. little piece of like cap rock, boulder rock. And I had just, from my angle, that's what it was behind. But like, I had to like get up on my hands and knees, crawl back over. And I was like, Oh, thank God. You know, I had a spare in my pack, but getting that, Oh man. And that was when I went back to the same type of deal. I was like, okay, that was the kind of kickstart of it was like, okay, this is not fun. This is not superior like this isn't great for hunting this is not a super good choice for me for hunting uh because it's not not directly attached to my body or my bow um but yeah i think i think it just makes so much sense it's about how you come back from things and and uh i think it's super cool though that you went and drove 80 miles back or you know however far you had to go up north to to find some angles because like where i'm at too it's the same type of thing i mean i'm a flatlander here so in southeast colorado but uh Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you did that. And, and something else that like, that I've really noticed that really the, one of the big reasons I want to talk to you too, is because, um, when I first found you on social media, man, I was just scrolling through and I, I was like, there is a guy that is, he plays games with himself archery wise. Yeah. <laughs> he's nuts. Like me, he makes up all kinds of stupid crap and, yeah. and, and he's not afraid to tell people about it because that no. th- to me, man, that Honest to God, that has changed things for me more mentally um, than anything because I I still firmly believe there's no way to rep, replicate, replicate crunch time. There's no way to replicate mm-hmm. the minutes and seconds and especially those last few right before you're, you're looking to cut that arrow loose um, or let your release fire the bow. But there's so many other cool things that you can do to test yourself, challenge yourself. Um, and, and most of them like... I just, I just made crap up. I just started making stuff up. Like, you know, and I see you do that all the time and, you know, talk a little bit about that, man, and and why you do that rather than just going in the, I mean, and I know, I mean, I've seen your backyard and and, and you're, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're working close there and stuff like that. You're, you're shooting your bow and you don't have, but when you can get out in space, why don't you just go take that target, set it out there at 80 yards or 50 yards and shoot 400 times at that distance and shoot at a dot. I mean, you're constantly mixing up what you do. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of reasons, but, um, (laughs) I'm a firm believer and I've had people come at me for this in the past. Um, like that don't believe this and that's fine, but I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter if you're shooting at 20 yards or 90 yards, you're doing the same exact thing. Totally agree with you again, buddy. Um, so I, and I caught myself early on and being like, you, you know, you take that, that 10 yard or 20 yard shot for granted, like, Oh, it's close. I'm going to hit the dot. Yeah. Well, it's yep. fine. But you, you, what about like everything else though? There's a lot that happens before that. Everything that happens before that, your shot process, engaging the trigger, aiming all of that. It's the same exact thing as shooting 90 plus yards. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do is I just kind of like to, um, like one that I like to do a lot, um, I call it the the rule of three, is uh, so I'll start at like my top pin, 30 yards. I'll put three arrows in the bullseye. And then I'm, if I do that successfully, I move back 10 yards to 30 mm-hmm. or to 40 yards. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that all the way out uh, to 100 yards. Okay. And if I at any point during that time, 
I one of my arrows is outside of that bullseye, then I get 10 penalty yards and I have to move back up. Yep. <laughs> and I have to start again. So the reason I do that is it, the reason I do that, man, is just because of consistency. Sure. And and doing doing that exercise right there, like you hear guys, what what is that old like like people used to say? I don't know if people still say this or not, but like, oh yeah, if you can put them in a pie plate, you oh, know, yeah. Hit, you're yeah. you're. Yes. <laughs> you're, 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 you're good. You're, Dude, I've had people right? tell me that. Like, like <laughs> how are you shooting? I'm good. I can hit a pie plate at 40. And I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's like, that could be on a coos deer. That might be, you know, you're or not, a you might not or find a turkey. that thing. A turkey, man. You, yeah. you got problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, so I, I, I but I take that same uh, logic and I just shrink it to like a softball, you know, or mm-hmm. a baseball. Yep. And so if I can, if I can put those three arrows in there, th- doing this exercise really shows your effective range, you know, because Absolutely. people, because people like to think, oh yeah, I got a, you know, I got a sight tape Billy that goes out to 120 yards. <laughs> yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then they're real quick to, to, to start wheeling when they're out in the field. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? if, if, carbon, but, if carbon's not flying, it's not dying type of a type of a mentality. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, just like, because the equipment is capable doesn't mean that the person is. And I think no, that a lot no, of no, no, no. Forget that, especially like new archers. Like I, as I don't know about you, but like when I first got into bow hunting, of course it was all fixed five pin, three pin stuff. Yep. The thought of you know we were pin gapping, jacking around, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you know, moving our our pin up to where our thirty was to hit it whatever distance, you know. But like yep. I didn't even think my first five to six years as a bow hunter, I didn't. I, 60 yards seemed like a, an impossible task to me, but oh, now I, it's just I, like, I can shoot a hundred yards. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. What does that mean? I mean, we, we, oh. <laughs> what is that? What is the yeah. definition of you shooting a hundred yards or me shooting a hundred yards? I'm not, like I said, I'm not calling anybody out. I just, so many people tell me I can shoot a hundred yards I can shoot 120 yards. So you're saying you can hit a face of a block target or you can consistently mm-hmm. pop a eight inch balloon at a hundred yards. Very different things. Very different, exact, yeah, very different things. Um, and I think groups really speak because mm-hmm. I think like, oh yeah, people shoot five arrows at a hundred yards and maybe two of them are in the bullseye. But like, yeah, yeah, I'm good at a hundred. Well, I mean, right. Uh, you know, like on a target, that's fine. But you know what I mean? That's not something that translates to an animal at all. No. You know, no. so, so what I've noticed in that time, and then I'll move on to something else is, is that like for me, I'm pretty dead nuts from 60 and in. Yep. Like, you know, and then 70, I'm pretty dang good. But that's kind of when, like, my, like, every once in a while, one drops out of the dot. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, totally um, um, so, but, but another one I like doing that's, that's practical for the field is, like, um, so I will intentionally set up, uh, I did a video on this in the past, but, like, put a target out and have like at the halfway point have like uh you know like an overhanging branch or something like that yep. right absolutely or absolutely or or i'll intentionally cover the bullseye with it with like brush mm-hmm. that's halfway in between sure okay and 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 when i so when i was a kid i was always taught and i'm sure you were too but like i was always taught like if you can't see the vitals you shouldn't pull the trigger yep well, I think if you know where they are, though, as a bow hunter, it pays because you could lose an opportunity. Because some some hunt some of some of these hunts, you know what I mean, like in the oh, more dense man. country, like if you what what I'm getting at, this all comes down to your arrow trajectory, like knowing your arrow trajectory. Yep. Um, 
and I think this is where this is kind of my gripe with single pins. Are you still running a single? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you're not. Okay, very not, interesting. You, so I'll, I I'll let you go into that in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, is just, this is just Josh's opportunity to bash the host. This is all this stuff. No. <laughs> Are no, you still well, an idiot so running is, a single pin? You still shooting a hinge? No, oh, no, no, so, no, I love it. So, so, yeah, so this is my gripe with single pins is – is I think single pins. So I have a site right now. I just I just put it on uh, recently. Like that new. Have you seen that new Canyon Pounder from Off yeah. Archery? Yeah, I have. Thing, thing is sick. Awesome site. Um, I I I think that thing is super helpful. It's very practical. Mm-hmm. So like if you want to run three D, like you go to a three D shoot. I think I think a single pin owns the day. Sure it does. Shoot. There's less cl- okay. There's less housing clutter. It's one single right. focal point. Yeah. The thing, the thing with me though, that's hard about the hunting thing is like, oh yeah. And I, and I watched you do a video on this in the past and it uh-huh. was actually, it was very, help, it was very helpful. You're talking about single pins and how you're talking about, oh yeah, some guys, they, they worry about if an animal's going to move and you went through yep. kind of your process, yep. how you figure that out. Yep. And it's, and, and that's, that's great. Um, the thing that I feel like you can't see and please call me out. Okay. If I'm wrong. No, no, go. You you can't see arrow trajectory in your sight housing of a single pin. And what I mean by that is if you are using the five pin sight, say, okay. and you got a target, you got a target out there at uh, 50, you know, 50 yards. If you aim at that target and you see that your 30 pin is hovering over a branch, that's about 30 yards from you. You can probably yep. dang well rest assured your arrow is going to hit that branch. Yep. That's a, I would agree with you 100%. So you can't see that with a single pin. So for me, I'm like, I think I, that's why like I believe a multi-pin is like just more practical for hunting. Plus, you know, you, then there's the like the, the, the thing right on the top of everything, which is like, oh, yeah, you have quick t- uh, target pin acquisition, right? Like right. you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's at, he's yeah. at 50. Boom, I got a, I got a pin for that. Yep. You know, yep. um, and there's no wheeling, wheeling and dealing that you need to do. So, um, So I like doing stuff like that too, man. I also like aiming at 50 yards with my 40 pin. Ooh, that's a good one. I do that too. I do that a lot. Because you, yeah, because like, I do that a lot. And I think that, I think that's, that's a practical move for a single pin user. It is a very practical move. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's dial to 50 and shoot 40 and just see where the arrow goes. So, you know, Oh, this is where I need to aim. If you need to like compensate, this is what I need to do. Yep. In order to make that happen. Yep. And these are just like, oh, it just like stacks variables on top of variables. That's why bow hunting is so dang hard because anything can happen. But, and, and, and the reason I, I'm, I, I do all this is because I have had bad experiences with all of it. Absolutely. But doing these things <laughs> is where you learn about yourself and your equipment. Yeah. Like that's absolutely. where, that's where it happens. Like that's where it happens. That's the, one of the reasons why now I still shoot what I consider a single pin, but it's spot hogs, triple stack, which I absolutely love. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's three pins on a single vertical plane. Um, there you go. so you still have the uncluttered housing, but like you said, I have found now, like, let's say, you know, I, I, my, my, my top pin, when it's set at 20 yards, my second pin is roughly 36 and my third pin is 45, I think. Um, mm-hmm. 
right right there so I have three different references and I can still go through my process of knowing like okay if he's this far I'm using my second pin and I'm holding here if he's if he's 50 you know I'm I'm holding here with my bottom pin so I can still do those things but through trial and error I've realized like man there's 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 some more advantage to having two more for sure aiming point references um, for, yeah. for, for a hunting situation, you know, I mean, yeah. So like, but, but when you get out and do these things, like when you experiment with 3d targets, like when you get 3d targets and you're, you know, it sounds simple, but like when you turn and quarter a 3d target to you or away from you or all the different angles that you can shoot and you walk mm -hmm. up there and you can see where your arrow impacted <clears throat> and see how that arrow, you know, lay another arrow on top of the animal's back on the same line as the one that's sticking in the foam and see mm -hmm. like, man, if I hit him here, it's the goods, man. I mean, but yep. if I'm an inch forward, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not gonna, this isn't a good shot. I mean, I mean, this, this is probably one I wouldn't take because it's just, and the more you develop and the more you learn those things, you know, the, 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 the better bow hunter you become, the more responsible bow hunter you become. And you're going to, you're going to kill a lot more animals. I mean, you're going to fill your freezer and make a lot more positive memories in the field because you're so in tune with yourself. You're so in tune with your equipment. There's nothing you haven't gone through. You've put it through every possible scenario. And then, like you said, then you get to that point where you, you are breathing with confidence and you know, there's a difference between being confident and cocky and there's a fine line there. But when you're just full of confidence, yep. man, it, you're tough to stop when, when, when you can be humble and, and be full of confidence at the same time. Oh, dude, absolutely, man. I uh, There is nothing worse um, as a bow hunter than pulling back on an animal and wondering. Oh, been there. <laughs> it's real bad, dude. It's, it's real like bad. real bad. Yeah, it's real bad. That's not that's not what you want in like that that heat of the moment situation. But if you have all of that, and that's what all this work comes down to, I think, is just like you're just like building this foundation of confidence and crossing your crossing T's and dotting I's. So when you look back and you're in the field, um, you could be like, I did everything that I could do. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. like and and from this point forth, maybe another hole shows itself. But I didn't know it was there. Exactly. You know. You know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and 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 that's gonna happen. You, like I'm not done. I'm sure. Neither are you. You're gonna oh, keep I'm messing not even up. Close. And, and, yeah. And I have so, so am many I. holes still. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's so many holes that I know that I still want to fill for me. That that there may not be ultra big holes, but there's still things about my game that I need to, you know, about my approach, about so many things that I, that I look at that I'm like, I can do this better. I can do this better. I can do this better. And, you know, my wife calls it obsessive. I don't understand it, but <laughs> she calls it obsessive. <laughs> but I think, I think it is obsessive to a degree, but like, I think the more that you put those things into motion and you're constantly evaluating, it's like, you know, athletics was such a big part of my life growing up. And I, I was constantly evaluating my performance. Like I never had to ask anybody. Like my dad was a longtime high school coach. And and one time in my life, once, when I was a freshman in high school, played a baseball game and I went to him afterwards because I knew I sucked. I was horrible. Gosh, I was atrocious. <laughs> and I went up to my dad and I said, Dad, what, how, how do you think I did? And he's like, why are you asking me? 
And I said, well, I want to know yeah. what you, how you think I did. And he's like, doesn't matter. what I, He's like, you know how you did. He's like, you don't need me to tell you. So like, I never for the rest of my, like, I, I, you, that's where honesty comes in with yourself. Like, you know how you did it. You know how you performed. You know how your season went. You can blame it on a billion different things, but it all comes down to, like you said, just constant refinement, constantly working to be, be better. I mean, and, and when you mm-hmm. get to that point, you may never get to per- perfection. I mean, you just, like you said, I just don't think that it's like golf, man. I don't think you're going to ever get to perfection, but you can get as close to it as you can for yourself. Mm-hmm. And and that's the important thing. It doesn't matter what, what this guy's doing or that guy's doing. Like, like it's, it, it set your personal goals. And if you can live up to those goals, exceed your own expectations, that that's cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, th- on, I think the, the, the big word there is honesty. Yep. Um, I think we have a tendency, um, and I've done this in the past, I've been guilty of this, you know, like, but when something goes wrong, you immediately, you want to blame your equipment or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, or you want to blame some outside, like, like, oh, they, you know, it was hunting pressure or yeah. whatever. That's why, that's why I didn't have a good, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but at, I mean, it did, well, I mean, it, like, when you hit roadblocks, like, how do you handle them? Exactly. It's like, do 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 you go? You find a way to get to go through them, right? Yes. And th- and that's that, I think that's what it all comes down to. And like, it doesn't doesn't matter if it's hunting or or shooting a bow or or getting a new job or whatever. Like that that's how if you, how you handle adversity and like these like little speed bumps and stuff like that. It it that that is going to be the deciding factor on the 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 uh, the finish line. Right. And, yep. and how often you cross that finish line and the people that I tell you, tell you something, man, like the, the, the guys that I know that are um, just like what I would consider just absolutely lethal. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, it's like, oh, so-and-so is going hunting. Cool. I'll look forward to a picture later on. Yep. Yep. Um, it, those, all those hunters have messed up so much. Yep that it it's 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 incalculable yep how like how many things have gone wrong for them yeah in the field yep and and but what they've done they've taken all that and they've just learned from it you know school of hard knocks that's that's yep. like, like the only way the only way i've never you sound the same way man the only way i've i've ever known how to get good at anything is to uh just go jump in head first yep. and and apply myself yep right and it's like if is if you want to get good at bow hunting or rifle hunting, whatever it is, if you want to do that, then it's like you need to ask yourself, okay, like, what do I need to do to get started here? But and then also once you go down that road, like, what what am I doing wrong? Absolutely. You know, like dude. what what am I doing? Yep. You know, because be, be, and and compare yourself, like, comparison is the thief of all happiness, right? Oh, but it, but gosh. I think it, but but I think it pays to be like. How, why is that guy always successful? No, that portion of it, I, I agree. Asking, you know, trying to become someone else is, is the, it's going to destroy you. Yeah. hundred uh, Because you're you and there's no other you. God didn't make any other you. You're you. He, yep. But with, with what you're saying, I totally agree. Like I have looked at guys in the past and been like, what, what? I mean, I, I'm, I'm hunting too. I'm, I'm, I, I know where they're hunting even. I'm you. I'm mm-hmm. right there. Why am I not? Why are they coming back with a bull and I'm coming back with a sob story? You know yeah. why, why? I mean, why? Why do they have a picture and 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 and, and Yeti's full of meat and everything else and I have nothing? 
you know, and you can mm-hmm. wallow in that self-pity or you can <clears throat> analyze it and come back and stronger and then win the next year. And that's the hard thing about hunting, right? Is like some, some folks like you, like you and I are, are pretty fortunate. Like both of us get to spend a lot of time in the field, but yeah. like some folks, man, it's like, you know, that 10 days a year, that's, that's what they get. That's it. So it's like when that ends, they have to be like, okay, what did I like? They have to do the analyzation, right? Like, what did I do wrong? And they don't get another chance to do that for another year, which takes an insane amount of discipline. Like, yeah, that takes an insane <laughs> amount of discipline. But if it's something that is super important to you, right? That that goes back to like, how bad do you want that? Like, because mm-hmm. those ten mm-hmm. days are going to come around again. If you're really oh, yeah. in love with it, like, like. Those 10 days are going to be here again next year. And it, it will be what you did from the day you got home and said, I'm going to be better next year. You know, I, I, and I've been guilty of this. I'm going to be better next year. And then did nothing to get better yep. other than say, I'm going to get better because at that time it was a good way to make myself feel better about being unsuccessful. I'm going to be better next yes. year. I'm never going to let that happen again. <laughs> awesome. What did you do? Nothing. Wow, that sucks. You you choked again. You didn't do anything the next year. You know, went to Burger King. Yeah, That's exactly, it. man. It's just it's just <laughs> it's just crazy what our minds will do and this is such a such a crazy mental game, man. But uh Oh, man, that's this is really good information. I know we're running poof, yep. We're running out of time, of course. But one other thing I wanted to I wanted to get get your thoughts on and get your take on before, before we call it good here is, um, you know, this year for me, um, based on some family issues, uh, that we had going on, my, my daughter was, was extremely ill. She spent 14 days in children's hospital. Um, so like for me this year, like going out and disappearing into the high country for 14 days, you know, two, three times during September and October, just that that wasn't going to happen for me. Um, and, 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 you know, I, there, there was some other, there was some other circumstances, uh, t- t- tore a, tore my labrum in my shoulder. I can still draw my bow. I still can't, I just can't draw very effectively. There, there's just different things going on. And I was like, man, I really want to, you know, I've rifle hunted before, but I really went full charge into hunting this fall with a rifle and mm-hmm. as a really serious bow hunter, like, which I know you are. But one mm-hmm. of the things I respect about you is you are a hunter. Like I'll see yep. you pick up a rifle as quick as you'll pick up a bow. And one of the things that really shocked me, man, that really just, dis- I guess it, it is shocking and is disappointing at the same time. You know, you said several times in the podcast, like I had people come at me for this, you know, social media mm-hmm. can be great, but it also can be just absolutely atrocious. And dude, I mean, I killed one animal I, I killed a whitetail this year. I killed a big buck with my bow right here close to home. And every other animal I killed this fall was with was with a rifle. And mm-hmm. I had so much fun and I learned so much. And it was just, because it was like my rookie season, man. Like as a rifle hunter, that's what I felt like. It was so fun. And the mm-hmm. amount of people that came at me was absolutely insane. Like crazy amount, like crazy things. Like people writing me saying, I thought you had character. Um, Whoa. Yeah, man. It was like, I saw that and I'm like, Whoa, man. But I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the negativity of any of that. But one of the things I I want to continue to remind people, one of the reasons I I wanted to talk to you too, is like, man, we, we sure can be our own worst enemy sometimes because there's Mm -hmm. enough going against us, man. I mean, Colorado, we're up against a wall with, with freaking mountain lions. We lost our spring bear already. 
Uh, we can't use steel traps. Now it's mountain lions and bobcats on the docket. I mean, there's just so much fuel there um, for people. And, 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 and I just, man, I just, I want to get your take on like why you love hunting with, 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 with rifle, with, with bow. I mean, and if there's any real like distinction between the two is like, man, this one's just so much better. This one's just so much better. Or, you know, and, and so just take me through that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, that's a, I'm glad you asked that, man. Yeah. Um, because, because I feel like, uh, what you experienced is like sadly pretty common. Oh dude, it was rough. Um, I mean, literally we, I got, you know, I got 30 back to back, like, and these weren't on my Instagram, like where people could read them. These were people direct messaging me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I thought you had character, uh, just earned an unfall, you know, just crazy banana stuff. Yeah. But then I was sitting there and I'm like, man, did I, was I, I did like a couple times. I was like, man, was I wrong here? Did I do something wrong? It's just crazy no. how your mind does. No, like there's, there's like a, uh, definitely like a, um, among some bow hunters, I call them, uh, <laughs> oh, let's say it. I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I call, I call them hate bow hunters. Um, okay. Okay. They like, you know, they look at rifle hunting and, and it's like, it's like, oh yeah, that's cheating. Like, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, you know what? Like I just, I was just out uh, on a bear hunt this fall and I got a bear, but then I hunted for the next four days with a friend and we had a rifle and guess what? He didn't fill his tag. Yep. You yep. know, like it just doesn't, it doesn't, oh, just cause you have a rifle in your hand doesn't mean you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm already clearing the space in my freezer right now. You know, like that's just not how things are. But for me, um, what you, what you were asking, like if you had, like I'll start this off with a question, common question, right? Like right. if, so if I had to carry one weapon the rest of my life, it would be a bow, like hands down, like mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it, because I, and I think what that comes down to is like, what makes you most happy? Sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, and for me, that's what makes me most happy. Yeah. I enjoy shooting a bow. I enjoy carrying a bow. I enjoy like the, the methodical side of bow hunting and how to figuring out how to get closer and learning about animals. I love the whole thing. Um, but there are some times when um like a few different circumstances right like so when i go hunting with buddies um maybe uh so for instance just went to mexico this past january okay okay? did coos deer yes i was looking at that and in the beginning uh you know like i kill coos with my bow every year in arizona like i think i'm like eight or nine in a row now yeah (laughs) um and and like so I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, go down to the land of the giants, Disneyland, gray ghost stuff, right? Yep. Um, but the other two guys are carrying a rifle. And I just – and they're my friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I sure. hate I hate being that guy. You know, like being like – like this is more of a community thing yeah. than it is a personal thing. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? It sounds like fun just like having a rifle and sitting up top with these fellas. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and looking for deer and hunting and enjoying the – the whole the, the whole thing about it right so that so that's a lot of times when i pick up a rifle that's what it is you know i'm going hunting with friends and it's more than than what i want to do it's like what's the best for all of us yeah you know how are how are we going to have a good hunt if we're planning on splitting up that's different sure. right but but if we're hunting together oh yeah let me be the guy that goes like hold on you see that deer over there yeah. he's at 300 yards away you just sit here okay 
I'm going to go run over there and try to mess this up when you can shoot him right from here. Right I'm gonna just be, I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, like, like that, that's how I feel with right? a bow sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But then, there, but then there's other hunts, like in terms of, like for me personally, so I did a hunt a couple of years ago in Idaho. Uh, did it, it was a rifle mule deer hunt in Idaho, and it was a hunt. It was big, gnarly backcountry, you know. Like, I wanted to experience that hunt. Right. Right. I wanted to yep. experience doing that with a rifle because I had never experienced that before. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, like, not like, at all. Like being being able like yeah i want to experience going and yeah. and uh you know like running dogs and and shooting a mountain lion out of a tree with a bow okay yep. well do do that that you should do that because that's what you want to do yeah so so sometimes that's what it comes down to for me is like so i have these like personal goals in my head about like so like um for instance past couple years i've gone to idaho for for black bears in the springtime uh this was my third year going and I, I got finally got my first one with a rifle. Okay, right, right. I missed I missed two bears the first year I was there. I hit a bear bad the second year I was there. Never found him, and I finally laid hands on one the third year. Okay, mm-hmm. so now that I've done that, now in my head I'm like, okay, now I want to do it with a bow, mm-hmm. because I feel like I've spent the time and learned that country and stuff like that. So like just like little like personal goals that I try to keep in my head. Like there's a hunt here in Arizona that I really want to do with my bow uh, that I've never done before fall black bear o- over in east the eastern border of Arizona I've never done that hunt before mm-hmm. so I want to do it with a bow so I think um keeping open mind like that and the other thing is like hunting opportunity right like yes. some, a lot of people See, that's me. I like to hunt yeah and, and, yeah exactly and, and, like and, a lot of if opportunities there I want like yeah exactly yeah. right a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm only going to apply. I'm actually writing a, writing about this right now. I'm re- working on another book right now. And, um, awesome. And one of the things I'm right, I was touching on is like your, how to acquire tags. And some folks, and like my dad, like my dad knows this. Like this is no like insult to him at all. He's the man that is responsible for me sitting here and talking to you right, right. now. You right. know, Um that dude just only puts in for draws. Like he doesn't do over the counter. Yeah. I got buddies like okay. that. They're only going to do, yeah, no OTC. So, that's like a sin for them. So like, that's a, that's a real good recipe for not going hunting often. Oh, for sure. So, so it's like, if you play all the odds, you go like, okay, I'm going to put in for the draws. I'm going to do over the counter. I'm going to do, oh, there's an archery hunt over here that I'm going to do. And, oh, by the way, I could get this general tag over here in Idaho and use a rifle. Like, you're just, like, filling up your season more, in my opinion, you know? Um, and I think it breaks up the monotony a little bit, too, right? Like, it does. Like, that hunt was in, that hunt was in um uh, October. So before that point, I was, I was like just backcountry hunting with my bow the entire, you know, early fall season. So like picking up a rifle, it was kind of nice, man. It is. You know, it was kind of nice, like hiking. Yeah. It was kind of nice hiking into the field and being like, being a little more choosy, you know what I mean? Like being a little more choosy. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what I think about the whole rifle thing. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think it, what it really all comes down to is like, ask yourself the question because like, and this is the beauty of what we do, right? Hunting to me, hunting is, um, hunting is art, right? And Ooh. it's like, how, like how do you, how do yeah, man, like how I've you're, never you're, heard you're, that. I've heard hunting is to me so many times and I don't think I've ever heard art. I love that. Yeah. It, I, I know. I love that. Damn, I, I love that. 
I, that's how I feel. And like, you're the artist and it's like, what type of picture do you want to paint? You know, like, like how do you want to hunt? And, and that's, and, and if you're doing the thing that how you want to do it, right. At the end of the day, filling the tag. Yeah. That'd be a cherry on top, but it's not going to be the deciding factor on, on if you had fun or not, or if you feel fulfilled. You know, what's important is that you're doing things the way that you want to do them yep. and without and, and like disregarding the judgment of others. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sadly, you know, all of us post our lives up on social media. You know yep. what I mean? Which yep. I think I think is great, dude. Like that's how I like, you know, you and I connected it, over social media. Absolutely. And stuff. It's awesome. That's what I mean. There's things I love about it. And I love sharing yeah. my story, like because I'm a positive like I'm a. I'm a super positive person. So I don't look for the negative because I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are, I mean, like everybody's like, oh, he's the best dude ever. If you look for fault in something or someone, you're going to find it eventually because we're imperfect. Like yeah. We're, we're going to find it. But like, I am just like, I love being able to go like, oh man, I want to go see what Josh did or what's mm-hmm. his story. What's he doing today? What's he working on? I love that. I, and I love being able to throw that up there, you know? And, 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 and for people to enjoy or not enjoy, whatever. But like I, the, the negative side of it sometimes is super, is super, super, super hard. And I don't like it when we as hunters, because it's such, it, it changed my life. Hunting literally changed the course of my life. I don't want it to go away. I want my kids mm-hmm. to have opportunities. And I feel like sometimes we just crucify each other at the stake and give people that want this to all go away more fuel. And that's that's where I that's where social media to me sometimes I'm just like, damn it. I, I don't I don't yeah. I don't love that, you know? I don't love it's that sad. portion. It's pretty sad, dude, like when um you know, somebody kills their first buck or oh, their first bull gosh. or whatever like that. And you know what I'm gonna say. I you know? do like, know what you're gonna say. And it and it's so sad, dude. It's like like wh- why are you like you're making fun of this dude for shooting a spike. Yeah, or whatever. It's his first you know, bull. Like, like, who am I? I had somebody. I had somebody um, message me one time. Uh, a friend of mine, first time bear hunter. Like, I took him out, and um, we, you know, he got his first bear. It was his second year in, which is how I think it should be. Okay, like I brought him out the first year, and yep. and we didn't. He didn't get one, and I said, you know what? You can't just be waltzing in here killing bears. <laughs> you got you know, like, to write a passage here. You got to put your time in. You got to yes. suffer a little bit. So, yes. so that's what happened. The second year, he killed his first bear. It wasn't a big bear, and I knew that, and he knew that. Uh-huh. But you know what, man? That that bear right there set him on a path of obsession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Changed and the somebody of his came life, at man. Yeah, somebody yes. came at me, and they were like, "I posted a picture up." They were like, "Don't you think we should be police in our own, or something like that, like to <sighs> keep people from shooting small animals?" And I'm like, "Who am I to stand in the way?" of that dude killing his first bear because now he's a bear hunter for life. Yes. Yes. That's not my, that's not my place. Right. You know, the guy never responded to me. No, 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 no. Because most of the time I'm a firm believer that people, if you have half a brain, this happens to me all the time with my wife. Most of the time she's right. And I get really mad and angry and I go into this, like, I finally got one, man. I'm, I'm going to hold on to this one. I'm, I'm, you know, we have an argument or whatever. And it, it, don't get me wrong. Like my wife is my, I, we, we have the best, been married 20 years, best 20 years of my life. And, uh, but like, I, I'm using as an example of, of like, then I sit down, like, you know, the, 
I start to, I quit stewing on it and I sit down and I'm like, nope, nope, you, you handled that terribly. You were wrong about that. And I think that's what happens sometimes if people have half a brain, like you mm-hmm. have a rebuttal and a response to it. And then they sit down and they go, Ooh, dude, right. I mean, I just, yeah. I just chastised a kid for shooting a 120 inch whitetail as a two and a half year old that, yeah, might've been a slammer as a five and a half year old, but who cares? The kid killed his first deer or his fifth deer. I, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have put that out there, but they'll never come back and say, Hey man, I, I thought about that. I sat down and I'm sorry. You know, mm-hmm. whereas is like, I would like, I would be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I told you that. I'm so sorry that that happened, but eh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's one of those things, but I love what you said that in your like hunting to you is art. I thought that, I think that's one of the most intelligent things intelligent what is hunting to you answers i've ever heard dude honestly i love it i'm gonna steal it i appreciate that you'll see it (laughs) (laughs) that's trademark jace but no just kidding i love that dude no i absolutely love that but dude i i hate to cut us off but like we're we're way over on time and sure uh, sure no man but i just i can't honestly i had so much fun i can't thank you enough for coming on and talking uh you know giving us a little bit of your time but you know you have a lot going on man like you are all over the place you're very active on social um so tell us where we can find you tell people where they can find you instagram facebook uh youtube if you're on anything else my kids have other things that i don't even know existed and then yeah. your book, dude, like, um, I've, I've wrote a couple books myself and, um, tell people where they can go find your book. Um, and, and just, yeah. So, so, so you're not a big, huge self promoter, which I think is super cool. Um, but you know, this is, you know, this is your chance to, to, to let people know where, where you are and how to find you. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Um, so, so yeah, all the social platforms. I'm on all the Facebook, Instagram. I don't do a whole, I like do a whole lot on Twitter really. I don't anymore. even have Twitter. I I don't even I, have Twitter. I'm mainly <laughs> mainly active on Facebook and Instagram, but yeah. um, if you just search "dialed in hunter," like you'll see me. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing on YouTube. I do like, I I come out with you know probably half dozen hunting films a year. Your which films I try to, are like. I, I want to ask you real quick. Gosh, I know we're over on time, but I got to know for myself. Yeah, yeah. Do you edit those yourself? Are yeah. You, you man, dude, you're you've gotten they're they're great. Like I enjoy them truly. Like I Thank I you. enjoy them. I enjoy I, those films, especially because I, I know you're self filming a lot of that stuff, which is also yeah very a lot admirable. of no yeah a lot of it self film. I mean, for me, I, I, have, I get so annoyed with I'm like oh, I got to go do this, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, you know, I break it up a bit. I recently, um, I do have a camera guy now that like, uh, comes along with me for a, a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, so he's filming for me a lot and then I, but, but the editing side of things, that's all me. Um, the storyline, um, I write all that, like, and, and the reason that I like kind of went down that route because like as a writer, like, you know, this, like, there's only so many people that read, unfortunately. Uh, like, anymore. Yeah, I totally it, agree, dude. And it's hard for me. Because I love to read. So, like, I read yeah, all the time. Yeah, no, me, me too. I, I love it. Um, And there's... But... And so, you know, thinking about, like, man, how can I reach, mm-hmm. you know, no, like, totally as a, as a like, like, you're a resource, you know, like, I'm sitting here, like, how can I reach more people? I'm like, okay, well, how about... What if I combined writing and video work? Because mm-hmm. I already had a love of imagery 
uh, with photography. My wife taught me photography. So I got into the video side of things to like really tell a story. And that's what we're doing when we write, like we're storytellers, right? right. We're telling the story of hunting through our eyes. And I think, um, so I've really enjoyed going down that film path and like learning more and growing as a filmmaker and showing all of my films. I try to have like a, like a theme to them. They're mm -hmm. not, uh, if you're looking for uh, a hunting film where you're going to sit down, you're just going to watch like a bunch of critters die. Like don't, <laughs> don't you're not like, you're going to be like real disappointed because I try to like, I mean, I have like B-roll footage of my daughter and stuff. Like, I like it's like I try to like really like experience. relate things yes. to life. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. See, and, and like encapsulate the entire experience of hunting through my eyes. Yes. I um, mean, like what it means to me. And sometimes I get personal. You know what I mean? Yep. And and I, but I think that's beautiful. I think that's one of the beautiful things about this is I like agree. being in the field and bow hunting and 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 all of that. Like it is so relatable. There are lessons I've learned in hunting that I've applied to my life. Um, you know, like like for instance, sacrifice reward. Yep. Like you you get out of something what you put into it, you know, and like there is a, a real big uh positive with having no quit. Absolutely. You know, if you it's like just being present sometimes is is enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, so sorry to No dude, <laughs> this is no uh, you're good. Um um, so, so I'm the so same. Anyways, yeah, that, I'm the same. That, trust me. I was the one that sparked yeah. this conversation. Remember that we were closing up, and then I asked if you edited your own stuff, and I loved it. Yeah. So do, you blame me. Don't people can no, people, people can hit the pause button or or stop button anytime they want during a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, uh, but anyways, yeah. Dialed in hunter, and I have like like uh, some other auxiliary content on there, like you know, like bow builds, and you know, like shooting tips and like kind of stuff like that on there. Um, and then my book. So I wrote a book called uh, becoming a backpack hunter, a beginner's guide to hunting a backcountry, And that's exactly what it is. Like when I started out backpack hunting about 10 years ago, um, there wasn't like, there were some resources out there, but there wasn't a lot of them and they weren't like condensed mm -hmm. into a, into a, um, a, uh, like a, a current form, if that makes sense. Sure. No, that does. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, so I decided I was like, I'm going to, you know, write it from front. It's a, from front to back, look at backpack hunting from like, you don't even know if you want a backpack hunt all the way to you're packing an animal out back to the truck. Mm -hmm. It's like everything in their gear, mental stuff, physical, all of it is all in the book. And, and, um, one of the coolest compliments I got on it from a guy, I believe he's in his fifties, um, he commented on, I think it was on Amazon. He was like, this is a manual. I love that. He's like, you know, he's like, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate this so much, man. You know? So I've heard a lot of cool stories after writing that book of people getting into the field for the first time. And it's just, that's just like really, really rewarding for me. Um, and so if anybody wants to check that out, it's on Amazon. There's search becoming a backpack hunter and it'll pop up. Yep. 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 It sure will. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, man. I appreciate you giving up your time. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll have to do it again. I would really like to do it again. I would like to talk more about, um, you know, the, the, the maybe even the rifle side of things, um, mm -hmm. and your passion for rifle hunting too. And, uh, and just dive into some more, maybe some hunt, more hunt specific tips and tactics and things like that. But, uh, I really enjoyed it today, sure. man. So thank you so much for coming on. No, likewise, and I appreciate appreciate you having me on, man. Always a pleasure. 
Absolutely. Well, guys, until next time, I'm Jay Spodgerman for Born Hunting. Uh, be sure to check out the next episode and be sure to go and check out all of Josh's stuff. Like I said, wealth and knowledge. Um, you'll be better in general for just going out, uh, going and checking out his stuff. But until next time, Jay Spodgerman for Born Hunting. Have a great one.